Hi there, I'm Rachel Barbeau. I'm your college football playoff insider. And we're back once again as we count down as we do every single week to the playoff. And this week is a, a huge one, a big one. And obviously the biggest one next week will be coming to you as well. I do want to tell you before we are joined by Rob Mullins, I want you to download the CFP playoff mobile app on Apple and Android. You're going to get exclusive access to CFP content, plus register for the CFP all access for your chance to win a pair of tickets to the championship game. Who doesn't want to go to California and see the Natty live and in person? I got to take my parents last year and it was a dream come true. So uh, just FYI, go right now and download the CFP playoff mobile app and you can get that on your Android or your Apple device. I'm Rachel Barbeau, again, your CFP uh, playoff influencer and insider. And man, it was a big week this week. A lot of questions surrounding this ranking. A lot of questions to ask Rob Mullins, the chairperson of the committee. And as I always do every week, my job and my hope in this role is to teach you what goes on inside that committee room. What is said, what is not said. Uh, I get a lot of questions. I actually have a couple of questions from, uh, from fans here. And I, and I get these questions all week long. And sometimes I'm able to answer you on social media. But I think the real important thing is to ask Rob Mullins this because he's the chairperson of the selection committee and he can answer for you. Yeah, that was said. No, that wasn't said. And I think this week we are all excited and want to know about uh, what went into the ranking of Ohio State, what went into the ranking of Oklahoma as we come down to conference championship weekend. We just had rivalry weekend. Now we have conference championship weekend and we have Rob Mullins with us now. Very, very excited to have him with us. All right, Rob, let's start with some news that uh, that wasn't so great. And that was Menzie, uh, Mackenzie Milton and his knee injury there uh, for UCF. How does the committee treat an injury and what was the discussion surrounding UCF and his injury? Well, first, our thoughts go to Mackenzie Milton and um, you know, we wish him the best for his recovery. But, you know, as you watch that game and, and you know, uh, UCF was up 10-0 uh, when McKenzie went down, but they finished the game winning 38-10. to So uh, backup came in. They may have adjusted their plan a little bit, and but they outscored their opponent 28-10 to with a backup quarterback. And in the end, it's results that matter. So, sure, we discussed it, um, but UCF's played – you know, another game against East Carolina without their starting quarterback. And then they played, you know, the majority of this game without their starting quarterback, but have found a way to win both games and even done it convincingly. So, um, you know, that's why we put UCF at number eight. Rob, it would seem that the committee values a three-point loss on a neutral field to Texas, a nine and three Texas versus a 29-point loss to a Purdue team that is six and six. And, and that's the discussion, which I'm going to ask you a lot about tonight because it's what everybody's talking about. And that's Oklahoma uh, versus Ohio State. Talk to me about how you looked at both of those losses. Well, it's, you know, it's much deeper than that, I guess, is the short answer. You know, when you're looking at two teams uh, like in Oklahoma and Ohio State, as we have been all year, um, you know, we're putting those two resumes side by side. We're taking a much deeper dive. 
Sure, we're aware that Oklahoma lost on a neutral field by three points to Texas, and we're aware uh, that Ohio State lost to Purdue, but we're also aware of their quality wins. You know, look what Ohio State did, probably their most complete game this weekend with the win over Michigan. We know that they've had a quality win over Penn State, and then we understand Oklahoma's resume too. Uh, quality win at West Virginia in a very, very tough environment. And we understand how they've been able to do it. Um, you know, both have dynamic offenses. Oklahoma's offense is putting up historic numbers. And at the end of the day, it's about results. Yes, Oklahoma's defense may not be, um, you know, performing great, but their offense is finding a way to score more points and allowing them to win games. Rob, this is uh, from a listener and a fan of the CFP and obviously a college football fan. He said, does a late season win erase a 29-point loss to an average football team? And, of course, he's talking about Ohio State. No, we're, again, I'm a little repetitive here, but we're looking at the full resumes. Each week we start with a clean sheet, and that still applies at the end. We're putting the full resumes up on the board. We're seeing all 12 games to date. Uh, we see the results. We see the statistics, the data. Um, and we're able to evaluate all of it. it. It never comes down to just one piece. We're looking at the whole thing. All right. Uh, one last, maybe one or two, I promise. Uh, <laughs> Ohio State questions. What was the discussion surrounding Ohio State? They, they didn't just beat their rival. They beat the brakes off their rival and scored 62 points on what was thought to be the nation's best defense. Right. Obviously, you know, based on the previous rankings, um, we had you know had left Ohio State around number 10. Um, but with that impressive win over Michigan, uh, you know, really in all three phases, uh, probably their most complete game of the year, we moved them from number 10 to number six. So I, I think that right there speaks for how the committee felt. Rob, I heard this on TV tonight, and I wanted to give you, having been a part of the mock selection committee twice, I know my answer, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to refute this. I heard this on TV. Uh, I quote, how uh, it, it matters how much style, it, this is how much style points matter for each team this weekend in in uh, in conference championships. Are style points ever brought up or incentivizing margin of victory, i.e. running up the score? Never. Um, style points are not a part of it. It's very specific in the committee protocol that was created when the conference commissioners put together the playoff that we are not to incent margin of victory. And we do not, we do not discuss that. Again, we put the results side by side and evaluate them that way. You know, and, and that is in regards, as you know, because Oklahoma plays first and then Ohio state plays later on that night. And what this pundit was saying was that Ohio state will be watching and they will know that they have to have uh, these style points and have to uh, have the margin of victory, i.e. run up the score to be able to change your minds. And I think, again, we talk about this every week, Rob, my job in this role is to teach people, every college football fan out there, what is said in that room and what is not said in that room. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the interesting thing that's different about the last week, Rachel, is we watch these games together. So the committee will assemble on Friday uh, and start watching these conference championship games as a group um, and then discussing them after the games are over. Um, but the short answer to your question is no, there is no incentive for margin of victory. All right. And, and lastly, because, again, the conversation was big time surrounding these two teams. When those 13 members, including yourself, brought up these two teams, Oklahoma and Ohio State, in the room, what were the discussions surrounding these two teams? 
Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're discussing their full body of work. We're looking at their quality of wins. We're looking at their losses. Um, we're, you know, looking at the data and, you know, they're very similar, right? You know, high powered offenses, highly ranked offenses. Um, and they've had some struggles on defense and at times been inconsistent. Um, but at the end of the day, the committee felt that at this point, Oklahoma was five and Ohio State was six. Okay, last one here. Um, I heard somebody say, and it was a question to me, and they said, oh, conference championships, conference championships, but Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference championship. And I thought it was important to pull it right out of your handbook and, uh, and let you comment on it. It says, when circumstances at the margins indicate teams are comparable, uh, the following criteria must be considered. Championships one, strength of schedule, head-to-head -head if it occurred, comparative outcomes of common opponents without margin of victory, without incentivizing was what we've talked about, our big theme here tonight. I think one of the big things that, that gets asked to me a lot, and I'd love if you'd comment on it, people just think they see the championships won at the top, Rob, and they think that carries more weight than the other four th three things that I mentioned. No, they're they're not they're not weighted. Um, those four criteria were created uh, when the commissioners put together this, and obviously there was a path for the independents, you know, those teams that are not in a league, to be able to get into the playoff. Um, as you've seen before, we've had uh, you know I think each of the last two years um, teams in the playoff that were not conference champions. Um, so you know, again, you you detailed the protocol. Uh, we review that every single week before every single meeting, and we'll do it again before this weekend, um, and we'll have that discussion. Listen, there are a lot of important people in that room. You're going to be watching football games together this weekend. I hope somebody's going to be taking notes. <laughs> somebody's going to be making, like, a notebook that uh, that you could – I mean, seriously, I would, I would like, look, I'm going to learn this from this guy and this from this – I mean, that's got to be amazing, Rob. It is amazing. There's a lot of football experts. When you think about the makeup of this 13-person committee, they're, they're football experts who've done a lot of research, who take this role very seriously and understand its importance. Um, and this weekend, you know, there is a lot that you can, you can pull from these experts. Last thing, and I think this is important to state, if somebody's just joining us for the first time, some people are going to say, well, Rachel, why didn't you ask about if Georgia beats Alabama? Because, Rob, what do we not do? We do not look ahead, Rachel. We do not speculate. We only focus on the results that have already occurred. Thank you for asking, though. <laughs> for Rob Mullins, I'm Rachel Barbone, your college football playoff insider. We'll hear more from Rob next week. And I want to tell you as we go out, remember, download the CFP Playoff mobile app on Apple, on Android. You're going to get exclusive access to CFP content plus register for CFP All Access, and that's going to be your chance to win a pair of tickets, as Dabo Sweeney would say, to the Natty, baby, to the Natty. For Rob Mullins, I'm Rachel Barbeau. You guys have a great week. Enjoy your weekend of college football, and we'll see you on Sunday.